0: This is TradLore, a traditional
1: archery and barebow podcast with me, Jimmy Halpenny.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Jimmy with the TradLore podcast. On today's episode, I sat down with David Schneider from Whiskey City Trad Gear and Whiskey City Traditional Archers. Uh, His product is one that I have recently fallen in love with. It is his Hipster Quiver. We'll talk a little bit about that, but I also wanted you to get to know the person behind the product. Uh, One thing that you will learn about David is that he doesn't like to take credit for a whole lot. um, And I do believe that he deserves a little bit more credit than what he expects. I hope you all enjoy the podcast. And without further ado, here is the sit down with David. All
1: right, I've got David Schneider on the line with me. Uh, how are you doing today, David? Good, Demi. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, um, David Schneider is the person behind the Whiskey City Trag Gear Hipster Quiver. Um, that I've posted some pictures up. And uh, David, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your background, a little bit.
2: Yeah, man. Well, first off, I appreciate you having me on. Um, and I appreciate the uh, the uh, the video that you did, the uh, the quiver video that you did. Appreciate that. Came across real well. No um, my name's David Snyder. <clears throat> I live in Southeast Indiana. I've been an avid lifelong pretty much um single string stick bow junkie i did uh i took some time off i stepped away from stick bows for about 10 years and um kind of went to competitive bass fishing (laughs) and uh, my my kid my kid ended up going to college for bass fishing and so i kind of transitioned with him did that um still you know hunted and fished and everything else. It's just that I kind of took a backseat, uh, step back from the competition side of of archery, 3D shoots. I just kind of stepped back from that and uh, shifted my attention towards fishing for about 10 years. But then, you know, once he got out of college and he went on to college and got an NCAA scholarship for fishing, once he got out of that and, uh, you know, got out on his own and this, that, and everything, I was kind of an empty nester, so to speak. So, uh, <laughs> I went back to my love of uh, trad gotcha. bows and, uh, you know, really what, what came about was, you know, I, I, the, I the time I was gone, um, before I had left, there was some trad clubs, trad only clubs in my area and, you know, that uh, 10 years off or so, by the time I came back around and getting back into stick bows, some of those clubs had dried up. There's a lot of reasons for it. You know, the price of targets going up. Um, nobody wanting to jump in, pitch in and help. Um, you know, some of the things, Jimmy, that you hear from some of the yeah. people that run trad clubs or run 3D bow shoots, so to speak. So I just got with a couple of friends of mine and, and we put our heads together. and We thought, how hard could it be? You know what I mean? We're just talking some foam targets. And we put together the Whiskey City Traditional Archers Club, which is a trad only club based out of Milan, Indiana. It's in Southeast Indiana. And, um, you know, we, we gave it a whirl. I went out and, and, uh, found some targets and, and got some targets bought up and, uh, ordered some brand new for the most part and, uh had other avenues to find some in other ways. Some people helped me out and anyway, got 30 targets together with enough for a couple spares and, um, the whiskey city traditional archers were kind of formed, and and that's what we've been doing for the last two years.
1: That that's pretty awesome. I around here, I'm in north central West Virginia. And yeah, we we have no real traditional scene whatsoever.
2: We do really? have a few, yeah. I figured it'd be huge around you. No,
1: you, you would think. Um, I the most I've seen at a shoot so far are two others. So very very small. Um, we do have 3D shoots, and uh, we've got some 3D ranges. I actually, went out to a range today, but the closest 3D range to me is about an hour and a half away. Wow. About two Hours today. It's just it's kind of dying here, um, and yeah, I'm not you know trying. Now, are this. we
2: talking about 3D archery, or are we talking about trad only,
1: like traditional? Archery in general is dying, and trad is pretty much dead.
2: Well. You know that's kind of what I was feeling when I came back in and I mean you know it's it's funny and'm I'm, I'm not patting myself on the back here or it's nothing that I did mm-hmm. but there's kind of been a resurgence in my area matter of fact um you know the first year we started our club we we uh, we didn't expect 10 20 people to show up as trad only no compounds so nothing against compounds I mean, right. we're all, but trad archery is what we love that's what we do so it's Trad only club we do let the kids with Genesis bows in, you know, under 20 pounds, you know, yep. the, nobody's going to tell kit. And I mean, you know, nobody should be turning those kids away. I mean, in my opinion, and even though we predominantly trad club, I put that out to the members. The members said, absolutely. Welcome those kids in with open arms. Um, so we do get uh, the uh, kids with uh, Genesis bows. But anyway, um, what I was saying was when I came back, that was kind of what you just said was kind of, It was actually happening in my area. So then we started this club and it got some momentum behind it. And um, we only expected like 15, 20. I was happy if 30 people, if I could get 30 shooters, you know, well, the first year we had 130 members. That's, that's signed members. Now you got to figure everybody that came to shoots came from distance. So they didn't join a membership. It didn't be, it didn't, unless they were going to make, you know, three or four shoots in a row the membership really didn't, you know, benefit them in any, in any way. Or at least that's what they thought. Even though all of our members are at a club, get a free Whiskey City Trad shirt with their membership. And, uh, you know, it's some money off every shoot. So the membership absolutely pays for itself by like, you know, your second shoot. But anyway, um, so it, it just grew by leaps and bounds. We had 130 members. We were getting our, our first shoot, our very first shoot, um, we were getting like uh 30 or 40 people and I was just a static over the moon of static. <laughs> and then that word got out, and then just more people started showing up. There people that came out of the woodwork, people in my area that that shot stick bows in their backyard and hunted with stick bows that I didn't even know, you know, that uh, had either got into sport, you know, after I transitioned out or 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 was in the sport and we just never crossed crossed paths. But anyway, long story short, now we're upwards of, of getting everywhere. Our average is about 75, 70, 75 shooters per shoot. Um, wow. You know, we just had a shoot here this past Sunday. We had 89 people. Um, we have a classic shoot at the end of every year. It gets upwards of 100, 130 people. Um, and they come from all over. We have some really cool trophies we give away for a classic. And I've never seen this in archery. I know I'm kind of bouncing all over the place on you, Jimmy, but if you bear with me, squirrel, if you bear with me, uh, I'll get back to the point at hand. But um, Whiskey City is the town I grew up in. It's Lawrenceburg, Indiana, and uh, it's coined Whiskey City, Indiana, because it's got the largest Seagram's distillery in the world. And that's Seagram's alcohol or whatever, uh, whiskey, whatever. So they call it Whiskey City. So that's how we got the name, Whiskey City Traditional Archers. And that's how I coined it. I just kind of stole the name because it was near and dear to my heart, and it's kind of the town I grew up in. So it was Whiskey City this, Whiskey City that. So okay. at, the, at our classic shoot, we have Whiskey City Authentic from the Seagram's Distillery whiskey barrel lids that come from the early 1900s. Wood stamped on the back and everything else, and we stain those up, we uh, e- engrave them, and we have our logo on them for the longbow recurve women's. You you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what the, that's what the uh, trophies are. So I mean it's a full size. I mean these things are like 30 pounds, right? It's a full that's size whiskey barrel lid, all made out of like aged. That's all like aged walnut, I believe, or oak. You know, so very cool trophy so we have a lot of people come from all over actually we had people come and camp uh we had people there's unfortunate uh, there's verstale state park is just literally two miles down the road and it's more convenient to kind of stay there than it is i have these shoots right at my my place right at my where i live gotcha. on my farm um but there's a there's a there's a state park right down the road which makes it really convenient with all kinds of camping which makes it really convenient for those that pull campers so we had people pull campers and make it a weekend thing and it really just it, it's it's really just humbling how many people showed up so the point i'm trying to make <laughs> is is that and i'm not patting myself on the basis i don't want this to come off wrong but that kind of gave it a resurgence in our area we started seeing clubs that weren't really doing much start doing things Um, we've seen clubs that kind of resurrected themselves and they're even having shoots today. And, 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 and a lot of whiskey city, traditional club members go there and that's the bulk of the people that attend. So I'm just really fortunate and, and that we have, you know, shoots within our area. And, you know, there's, there's a shoot I go to on Monday evenings. There's a shoot I go to on Wednesday nights. um, And there's pretty much a shoot within driving distance every weekend. Um, So yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. I'm pretty fortunate that uh, because talking to you, Jimmy, and i talked to several other people, that's not necessarily the case in their area. It's not. No, I mean, I mean, the price of foam is getting so ridiculous, too. It's just getting – these, these I, small I clubs so. can't afford it.
1: You deserve a pat on the back. I mean, it takes somebody to stand up and do it, and most people aren't willing to do something like that or take on that sort of commitment because it is a commitment. And like you said – all the targets are getting ridiculously expensive and it costs more to make it now than it did 10 years ago with materials sure sure but you know when when i say that
2: i'm not blaming the target companies because you know the 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 capitalism at its finest rate it's it's up and down whatever but i'm sure there's oil in that stuff so you know i mean so so oil's not cheap i get it it's costing more to ship the price of diesel's up i mean there's a tons of tons of factors but really, at the end of the day, your base market is—I mean, sure, you got the ASA, you got these big shoots, these uh, mm. what are they, pack shoots, and ASA and IBO and all these big. Yeah, they're gonna—they're gonna do okay. Um, uh, but you know, your small club that that's you know just struggles to get—you—they know, can't do the twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand dollar investment for for thirty targets, yeah. you know. Their return on investment by the time that they get twenty five or thirty targets put together, you know, by the end of the first year, especially if comp if it's compound friendly, at the end of the first year they have to replace cores. Yep. You know, and so on and so forth. So
1: what what we've seen here is a lot of the clubs, um, they are now only doing one to two shoots a year. They're not even so much a club as they are a venue, so that they don't place all that every year so and they
2: they try to, to make one or two big shoots a year than
1: just correct
2: one a month yeah
1: and if those i mean like i said you'll see i think at most probably going back historically four trad shooters and the rest are you know maybe 80 compound shooters and those right. are four shoots, you know small club shoots you might see 15 people and no trad shooters Golly. so yeah it's it's a little depressing. Um, yeah. I, I think it'll get better. We we it's have not slowing keep... you down, any. You're
2: still you're still plugging away. You're you're traveling, you're bouncing around to them.
1: Yeah, so I get, I get to win by default a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you did your part by showing up. You yeah. did your part by and anybody else could have d- too. You know, I, I hear that from time <laughs> to time. I hear these other clubs, they'd be like, Oh, there was only three shooters there. And when it comes to stick bow guys and i think to myself okay. well those three shooters got their butts in the car drove there got out with their bow and they competed don't, don't, don't knock them because you didn't show up you know and that's the thing we're only as strong as our membership they're only as strong as our the people that support us so you know i support here's the here's the thing i burn the candle at both ends i got i got the uh whiskey city traditional archers thing going on then I've started a business, which is whiskey city trad gear, but yet every week, every week through the summer, through the until deer season, obviously yeah. I'm out going to shoot every weekend. And the reason why is I want to support all these other clubs as yeah. much as they support me. And here's why I think it's booming in our area. There is no egos. I mean, really, uh, I don't see another club running the other club down or saying our shoot's better than your shoot, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. We all kind of work together. It's funny because all these surrounding clubs around me uh, support the Whiskey City traditional archery shoots. Um, They'll post when they are, so on and so forth. And I do the same. We do the same we do work hard to make sure we're not stepping on each other's toes as far as scheduling goes. And that can be tough sometimes, but uh, so far so good. And I think it's because we're all working together, especially the traditional only clubs like um, the Indiana traditional bow hunters, the Hoosier traditional archers, uh, whiskey city, traditional archers. And um, uh, you know, they're predominantly all traditional clubs and and we work really well together. We we make darn sure that we're not, you know, scheduling anything on top of one another.
1: It it just hurt each. Hurt right, we we're, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And now, uh, speaking about, you know, your company side of things, the Whiskey, Whiskey City Trad Gear. Right. Um, I mean, you know, you could see in my video, I thought long and hard before I purchased it. I mean, there's a lot yeah, of man. good equipment out there. Oh, um, sure. Sure. But every you know, I was looking for something specific and I, I think that you put out um a product that kind of met this you know what I needed specifically. Something small. I don't need to right. get kitchen sink out when I go shoot a 3D shoot. Right. You know, I just need some arrows, my tab, maybe right. an arm and a scorecard. Yeah. Uh, what what you know, where did you get the idea or you know, when did you decide to take that jump? You know, into starting a business with it.
2: Well, I'll be honest with you. It went something like this. You know, I've been um I'm I'm staring at retirement. I got retirement coming up probably in about four years. Hopefully everything works okay. That was a sound, that's a sound <laughs> of me knocking on wood.
1: <laughs>
2: but I'm I'm staring at retirement. So to be honest with you, this is kind of how it sparked for me. And don't get me wrong, I I've got some friends that are I, I know some bowyers, I know a very predominant string maker in the industry. Um, you know. So I had some friends that were on the business side of things, but this is where it, it really, really sparked for me. And I've never really told this story on any other podcast or anything, but as far as you say, there's other quivers out on the market and I've owned them all. And I have nothing bad at all to say about any of them. They all have their plus and minuses. And yep. quivers are like strings, or like bowyers, or like bows. It comes right down to kind of personal preference. What suits you? It don't mean that the other ones are worse or better. It just this one suits me. The, this one feels better than the others, right? Yeah. So I had ran. I'm not going to say any names, but I'd ran, and you know, with their similar type quivers. Um, mm-hmm. I I'd ran them for years and had no problems. But you know, I seen where it was kind of going bigger and, 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 you know, I wanted to go smaller. I wanted to be somewhere between a pocket quiver and a hip quiver. That's where I wanted to be me for myself. So, you know, the wheels just started turning and uh, are you there?
1: Yeah. I'm still here.
2: Sorry. I, I was getting a call come in and okay, good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. So anyway, um, the wheels started turning, and um, I actually went to the single string boot camp, and it's something that's held over in Ohio mm-hmm. and it benefits the Team USA archers when uh, they go shoot for, for Team USA. Um, are you familiar with this? Did you hear anything oh, yeah. about it? Yes, and there was a guy there, and I'm sorry, my voice is about gone, but uh, there's a guy there named Joel Turner. And Joel mm-hmm. Turner is a is not to spread his business so much, but but he he's a former law enforcement officer. And yep. that's sub subsequently that's what I do. And I we, me and him was talking one night there after it kind of calmed down. And uh I didn't tell him what I did or anything. You know, it just takes one to kind of know one and 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 I'm pretty sure that he knew and and we were talking the job there for a minute and he says, I'm retiring and and like and he's a young guy you know, and he just set his, you know, his business, his lifestyle up to where he could do that. Don't get me wrong. He put in his time, but, but, you know, he falls back on something that he truly enjoys that he truly loves. You know, people yep. say, if, if, if you go into your job every day or you go into work every day, you know, loving what you do, it's never just a job. It's, yep. it's a passion. And that's what Joel's doing. So that conversation sparked it in me actually man i need to start looking around in the industry about you know what i can do well the first thing first first thing came to my mind is is the quiver well that market space was pretty full you know and i thought to myself how do i i don't want to step on anybody's toes look i'm not here to make enemies regardless um i don't want to do that um what i want to do is is have a good rapport with with everyone, you know, I don't want to, and there's enough room out there for everyone, you know yeah. what I mean? So I just went to the drawing board and I started sketching out what I thought, uh, would be best. And I had some companies make some prototypes and them man, and this was over a six, eight month process. And, um, it was kind of, it's kind of nerve wracking at times. And <clears throat> I, I dealt with several other, several companies, um, and on, on the uh, prototypes, we tested several prototypes. I stole a little from one thing. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I'm yep. not gonna say that I just mad scientist this whole thing. I started looking at what was out there and what was already working. And I just kind of tweak and move things around in order for it to fit us. And then finally, after uh, three generations of the hipster, you know, three different variations, the fourth one landed. And and I got four prototypes. I'll never forget it. And I got them to uh, two of my best friends and, uh, you know, that I knew was going to run them through their paces. And then I I mailed another one out to somebody that I really trust for his honest opinion. And, uh, you know, they they was all like, you've done, you're on to something here. Yeah. And so caution to the wind, you know how it is. Like I said earlier, capitalism, investment, money, (laughs) you know. The, the people that make these things and, and that work working with you, their imagination goes as far as your wallet. So, <laughs> so, so you know, I just bought in. I started buying product and I started getting stuff shipped. And uh, next thing you know, we're we're out on the market under WCTrad.com. We have the Hipster out there, which is the the product that you reviewed. We have some other swag. Um, it's done really well, and and over you know, we've been out there for about three months now, I think, maybe two and a half months. And, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but we've just done really well. It's just, it's just like those bow shoots. I would have been happy if 30 people show up. No, yeah. 130 people show up, you know? So the hipster is very similar in that way. And, and, you know, it's turned, it's turned into like a second job, which yeah. which kind of stinks because I haven't been shooting there as much, but, you know, I get off, I get off every evening from work, and I'm packing orders, you know, so, but, you know, that's, that's a good problem to have, so we're, these things are moving, I, I promised some people that I would try to get a price point under $50 on these things, and shoot, that was tough to do, and there's not a lot of meat (laughs) on the bone for me, I'll be honest with you, Um, but we're in our building phase, you know what I mean, we have, we have three other prototypes right now that are out there that uh one's getting ready to be released that we've been testing for a while so keeping it fresh and i'm looking to shake up the industry what i want to do is come out with things that hadn't been thought of before which in archery that's hard to do I it's mean, really
1: hard to do yeah. you
2: know what i mean but i think i'm actually uh sorry man i can't let the cat out of the bag but because i i'm pretty protective of it but um I think here in a, maybe this year yet, I might come out with something that nobody's seen before. Um, at least kind of. a, a different rendition of something nobody's seen before. Um, that's going to be very beneficial for not only trad shooters, compounds, anybody, any archer. So, so that's pretty exciting.
1: But well, And I think that's the thing with the quiver. I know I haven't, I'm not really much of a YouTube person. I do have that channel, right? Uh, but uh, when I when I bought that quiver, like I said, it, it needed to f- fill a very specific gap for me. I've been running the same quiver since 2000. It was just an old, neat three arrow tube quiver. Sure. I never found anything I like. And for me, the issue is, um, I always tell people that I'm built like a wine glass. I'm a really big dude, but I have no bottom half. I have no hips. So putting I get anything. It. with too much weight it is awful (laughs) um so you know i I got that and i and i continuously wore it every day i mean i shoot every day i've taken it to four or five shoots and and it's held up it served its purpose um i don't really have any real complaints now i did modify mine a bit i actually sewed an elastic strap into the waistband just to keep it up a little bit better right but nobody else is having that problem you know that's a that's a personal build issue for me, not a not a product issue. There's nobody else wearing elastic belts with their hip quivers other than myself. Right, right. So, um, I mean, it, it it definitely it serves its purpose, and I even think that it's something that you know compound archers would get behind. That pouch is perfect for you know something like a hinge release or a thumb button release. It sure. holds everything you would need. Um, I mean, today I had my stuff i had my kids arrows in my quiver i had stuff for him in my quiver and i mean it, it held everything that i needed you don't really need all the extra space no
2: no lord no Now, no don't get me wrong i mean and i'll let this out because i mean you know one product one of these products i've been working on for some time when i came out with the hipster um people started asking me is there any way we can carry broadheads in it Any way we can carry broadheads in it so I mean, some people hunt with them, you know, and that would warrant, like, if I was really serious about my deer hunting and, or, or game hunting, I would probably want a little more room, you know, but even for me, I started thinking, well, if I'm hunting, you know, in a woods down the road, you know, where I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not on an excursion, you know, uh, the hipster might be good enough for everything you want to carry. So I came up with a way to hold broadheads in, in it. Where I'm at right now is just two-bladed broadheads, um, yeah. and a lot of people shoot fixed three blades, and and so I have to. I'm still at the drawing board stage, but I'm 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 drawing, and I'm and I'm not I'm not far. So I will have a way to hold broadheads in it, but but you're right, you know, just for a regular 3D shoot. Um, I wanted to downsize. I mean, I go to these 3D shoots now and. A majority of these people that i see at these 3d shoots you know or got a pocket quiver with like yeah. two or three arrows and that's it you know i i, I carry six arrows don't get me wrong you put two dozen arrows in the hipster if you want yeah. there's no sense in it but you could uh, but i carry six and 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 that's comfortable for me sometimes eight just depending um and that's very comfortable for me but rarely and i'm not bragging on my shooting or anything but rarely do i you know, get into more using more than one or two arrows. You know.
1: Now, for anybody listening, one thing that I do recommend, at least trying, is you know, if you do purchase the hipster quiver, you also sell the arrow tube that goes in as well, and try right. it both ways. Um, I personally, I found that I like that tube yeah. a little bit better, but I also keep it really tight to my body. So it even makes with it- the tube, it it stays tight, right? Yeah stay super tight. My arrows aren't wiggling around, even if I only have three arrows in there. Right. They will they stay in place, and I recommend trying it both ways. You know. Right.
2: No, I it's agree. a
1: investment just to get that tube to go with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a what is it? Five bucks, six. Yeah. Bar, I can't even remember. You know, and I had to source those obviously, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I had to get them cut down to that size and everything else, <laughs> and it took some doing. I mean, I had to do some talking, but anyway. <laughs> because I don't know if you noticed when you ordered yours on the website and, and another Jimmy a heads up to you. I didn't send you anything for free. You paid for it on your own. Uh, you did that review on your own. We hadn't even, we hadn't even talked. I mean, Not at all. you know, which, which shows what you're just a stand up guy. And I mean, it was a super honest review. You had nothing to lose or nothing to gain. So those are the reviews I like the most. Don't get me wrong. I have people that, you know, pro staff or what? It, pro yeah. promotional. You know what I mean? I got people that that are on board with the the Whiskey City Trad Company um that are promoting the the product for me. But they're they wouldn't they wouldn't be promoting it if they didn't believe in it. But they're promoting right. the product for me, and they're doing a bang up job. However, you know, you on the other hand had nothing to gain. You just did it right on your own. And I, I do appreciate that. Oh, thank you. And, and I've had a couple reviews now done that way. And it's funny. They say, buy the arrow tube too. They say it's cheap, you know, buy it because rather, better to have it, not need it than need it, not have it. And, you know, the thing is the arrow tube, I don't run an arrow tube, but just like the reason you run an arrow tube to each their own, what's comfortable for you may not be comfortable for me. The, the the hipster was built rigid on purpose because I wanted arrows to fit tight to my body. I yeah. wanted them going right up my back, right toward my shoulder blade. I wanted to be able to access them in and out quickly. Um, I didn't want to fumble around from arrow and I didn't want them falling out when I bent over to pull an arrow. I didn't want them snagging on every branch in the woods. <clears throat> and uh, you know, what I found out is, and and a lot of these are going to indoor shooters. And uh the compound guys have actually like caught on to it now. Um selling quite a few of them to compound people. But anyway, the indoor shooters, you know, if you got a quiver like you used to run, the arrows go out in front of you or way behind you. And if yeah. you're sitting on a line in a two foot box, you know, space, you're gonna stab the person in front of you or behind you, you know, or you got an opportunity to do that. Um so I <laughs> <laughs> the hipster, the arrows, you don't, you know, you don't do that when you turn, they turn with you. So that was kind of neat, which made it kind of proprietary to itself. I've never really ran into another quiver that does the same thing with the exception of a pocket quiver, yep. you know. And like I say, that's where I got my start. I started thinking pocket quiver on your hip, you know. And what a lot of people do with that hip quiver, I don't know if you noticed, don't get me wrong, I'm a big guy myself. So I had to make sure that belt, that belt was plenty big for everybody out there and can be adjusted down if need be. But yeah. you can stretch that all the way out and wear that like a, like a man purse or like a attache case or whatever you want to call it, like an Indiana Jones bag.
1: It, it <laughs> actually of, Well, I, I carried it out today like that.
2: A lot of people are doing that and they're saying it's more comfortable that way. I like it around my waist. I, it's to each their own, you know, but the cool thing about that is I, I, I made a we got a quiver out there that's adaptable to those kind of ideas. Man, you say that little clip, you know, the clips of pocket. Somebody sent me a picture. Of a guy had his had his bow in it, you know, holding the bow. I didn't come up with that. You know, what I mean, like, <laughs> well, man, that's genius that you come up with that hold your bow right there. And I was like, yeah, um, yeah, I think it was genius, too. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I honestly didn't. It wasn't me. It was somebody
1: just <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely have to run with it. I mean, you could keep something even small in there, like a if you had like a light jacket. I mean, I wear a two X, so my light jacket's not fitting in there. But most people's light jacket, if they rolled it up, they could clip it right in there and take it. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, I've done mine. It just depends on how packed you got the back couple yep. bags. You know what I mean? So, so that's that that clip at the bottom, obviously, will that clips the front pocket on it'll extend i think it extends out i want to say four inches but i'm not 100 percent sure so i put my raincoat you know i went to a shoot where where i had a real light m50 cabela's parka you know what i mean and yeah. i rolled that up fit in there no problem i just cinched that down you know and, and and i've got you know i had people asking and you didn't ask it or maybe you did did you wonder what the velcro inside was for
1: no, but I'm assuming it would be like concealed carry. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are several things coming out. Um, that was put in there on purpose. I tried to do something before I put it out. It wasn't working for me. So now it's kind of funny because it worked out great. Since it's been out there, I get all this feedback from guys like yourself. Mm-hmm. You would not believe how many people, and I never even thought this way, although I'm a lifetime concealed carry person myself, you would not believe how many people question whether or not they could use that or I could come out with something for concealed carry there. And and I thought, who in the world is packing out a 3D shoot? You know I mean, you what? Know, right. <laughs> you know, but listen, Somebody. When, when they're in bear country or yeah. they're in snake country, they, they go to the, uh, these field events, these 3D shoots, they're packing. Yeah. I mean, and and I was naive enough to think that like you and I from the Midwest or whatever, you know, it's just all peachy, you know what I mean? But heck, you're probably in poisonous snake country, you know? And and a lot of people want to snake the torrent with them.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, they they would here, um for sure. No hesitation. Yeah. Uh we got a lot of copperheads in Yeah, days.
2: yeah. So I never thought of it. So What's coming out is, is real soon um, on that part of it. There's going to be three things. One, and you know, i got a, a snake bite venom kit that's coming out. They can go in there already pre-packed, ready to go first aid kit that you could put in there. These things that you can substitute and put in there and then they're stationary in that big pocket in the back. So that's what that Velcro is for. It's for accessories. And I've got uh real close. I'll be releasing one here within probably next week. And then after that, I have a, uh, Two more accessories right behind it for that.
1: And what, um, just so people know, what accessories do you have out there right now? I know I bought the scorecard punch, which I love. Yeah, the scorecard card punch, punch, you nailed it.
2: You, the minute you looked at it, you said 3D printed scorecard punch. Yeah, so that's what it is. I just figured, you know, AutoCAD, drew it up, blah, blah, blah. I had the little scorecard punch from IBO that they use at the yeah. IBO shoots. And and after about my third punch, the point broke for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know. But I was like, eh, it still kind of worked, so I kept it and it was just in my pouch forever. Well, I thought I could make a better mousetrap, so I just I came up with that. I came up with Did that it? one. So we ha- yeah, so we have that uh, scorecard punch, and um uh we have the clipster it is a scorecard holder, mm-hmm. which is basically a clipboard. That that uh, we get the PG for, we cut it ourselves to make it that small. We rivet the 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 clip on. We do all that in house, and then um we put it on a carabiner that's got a retractable lanyard, and that retractable lanyard is kind of like a like a key lanyard. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's kind of tactical, if you will. It's <laughs> it, it's designed a little bit different, and and the lanyard is not um it's not fishing line it's not cheap nylon line it's actually a braided steel line so one thing i didn't want is somebody saying you know you know i had to pay a little bit more to to source those but um i you know they're they're gonna last they're gonna last a while that clipboard that clipster setups 15 bucks and that should be the last scorecard holder you ever own for a long time um so, I mean, as far as that goes, I'm not going to be selling a bunch of them because nobody's buying two in a year or anything like that. And it's the same with the hipster. The hipster is made out of denier, you know, 1,000 denier. It's got some uh, water-resistant pockets, the nylon one on the back. Um, you know, and if you flip the thing open, you'll notice that your pocket on the inside, it's nylon line to be water-resistant. Yep. It's not waterproof. It's water-resistant. There's a difference. Um but, yeah, it's built to last. It should last uh, several years before you would need another one um then let's see what else do I got the aero tubes, obviously um feel like I'm missing something um, yeah, I got swag as far as hats, decals, that sort of thing, but uh, that's pretty much all that I got out right now, like I say, we've only been we've only been launched for about. Not even three months, but I'm sitting here and I'm staring at nine things, nine products I'm staring at right here that um, that have not been released. So
1: it'll be good. It'll be good. I mean, I,
2: I, I, I think you have to do that in business. You have to do that. You have to keep things fresh. You know what I mean? so don't get stagnant it's the same old same old don't get me wrong i mean all this stuff takes time energy and resources but right now i'm the little bit of resource that i'm gaining back i'm putting right back into the company and trying to come out with new things that benefit the uh all archers out there not just trad archers all archers and i'm really trying to keep it cheap i mean that's the thing it, you know every uh i was at a shoot one time and i was wearing a certain quiver and i had a guy say man i can't afford one of those and and it just hit it just hit me you know so i'm trying to keep everything you know reasonable
1: prices you know? and there's you know some things that you want to spend your money on and other things you don't want to spend money on
2: Right, right right
1: yeah so, i agree you've definitely made it you know more than affordable on the products i mean I Like I said, I didn't get the Clipster. I actually added it to my cart and somehow deleted it from my cart. <laughs> but, but the scorecard punch works far better than any of the IBO punches. I mean, it puts I, like a hole in brother, the hole.
2: Brother, I am to the point where I'm not even using a pen or a pencil anymore. I'm serious. Yeah. I just punch it. And yeah. you know the cool thing? Look at the – a lot of people don't know this. I've never put out a video on that punch. Maybe I should. I'm trying to update the website with, you know um, – videos I put out one not too long ago on my youtube channel and i I shared it on the Facebook page but I want each one of the products that I have out to have a small informational video mm-hmm. right but anyway if you look at that scorecard punch um at the uh, the base of the scorecard punch <clears throat> um there's a there's a there's a clip i mean it's it's creased well that is so it holds on to something you can put that on your scorecard and it just hangs there there's a, there's enough tension. Um, I'm not saying because it is PG. I'm not saying it won't wear out in time. But, you know, yeah. I'm trying to figure smart. out a way to incorporate it. But uh, instead of just putting a, a, a key ring on it, you know what I mean? So that's what no,
1: that I, I love it. I mean, I, I'm i through like eight scorecards on it now. And it's it, it yeah. makes it, it's easy to see what you're punching. And it's really, in my personal opinion, dumb that somebody else hasn't tried to make. A bad <laughs> hard punch yeah,
2: I was pretty proud of myself. Exactly <laughs> when, I, when I came out, I thought, you got to be kidding me. I started looking to market for uh, scorecard punches. And whoever makes that little clear one for the IBO shoots or whatever, I think I got it's the fresh. market corner. You know, Is I think they got fresh. the market corner and i yeah. was like you gotta be kidding me because i couldn't find another one and mm-hmm. uh so i just kind of came up my I drew, I drew this one i drew it by hand and i drew it and then next thing you know i um, like i say i got cad and put it together and and, and i got some 3d printers and uh that i just kind of messed around with and yeah i printed the thing i also 3d printed a thing that hooks on your hat that holds a a, a pencil a golf pencil but um you know, the more I started using that thing, the more it started annoying me. So I took it off the market. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I came out with it initially and what it does, it hooks on the hat band and mm-hmm. and I'll send you one just so you can see what I was talking about, but it hooks on the hat band and, a, you know, a scorecard golf type hexagon pencil or whatever yeah. will fit right in it perfectly. So when you shoot, you know, you're not reaching for your pencil, but, uh, then, you know, I couldn't never get where the tension was just perfect. I mean, I get it where it holds a pencil, but sometimes you just pulling off your hat and sometimes you couldn't get it out. Yep. So I, I took it right off the website and I'm like, well, not making any more of these.
1: That one didn't work.
2: <laughs> no, that one I didn't put out for enough testing. I, uh, I kind of printed that out and I put a pencil in it. I thought this is genius. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> but the scorecard punch. Yeah. That's going to benefit anybody that, um, that, and I tell you, if you haven't tried a scorecard punch over a pencil or pen, you should try scorecard punch. I mean, it's to me, it's I, I'm starting to think that it's easier.
1: But, I make uh, less mistakes with the scorecard punch. Than I do. Yeah, there's
2: no racing hole. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh-huh. why I probably won't sell any of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's I think cool. if you got like a bucket of them and set up, a, you know, an IBO world shoot or something, they would go pretty quick.
2: Oh yeah, if I went to a, yeah, the IBO Trad World is coming up. I'm I'm thinking about sending a couple hundred of them down there or something. Yeah, because the the price on them are cheap too. Don't get me wrong. I mean yeah, um, you know the cost on on filament and stuff that's going up, but but I can print quite a few out of one roll. So you know if I get a hundred out of a roll or whatever, you know price on them are like uh, when I got them for five bucks a piece.
1: I and think they're five or six, which is I think around where the the cost of the IBO one.
2: yeah 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 so yep so that's that i mean like i said i got swags i got buttons uh decals i haven't put all them up i want to want to get to the point where i can get a section of the website where it links back to whiskey city trad archers because believe it or not i've got people all over the country wanting a membership i got people reaching out to me wanting a membership, and this is humbling and you know i'm sure this happens for clubs like twin oaks or you know some of the bigger clubs but you know i get people reaching out to me asking if they can be a whiskey city trad member and they know they're they have no aspirations or they know they can't even make a shoot you know had a guy reach out from arizona the other day want to know what he could do to be a member and you know it's just it's it's just humbling he says he sees everything we got going he's he says uh you know you guys are shaking up the, the the trad industry i don't know i mean that was that was flattering but uh you know i think there's people well in front of me that's been doing some great work but we're just kind of doing our own thing we have a great group of members this product line that i launched could have never been launched without the whiskey city trad archers members and uh support the support from them guys and uh gals and uh you know all in all the the traditional community in in general, and I don't have to tell you you're you're a facet but yep. um it's it's like minded people man it's great it's good people Very important. at at its core it's it's just a really good group of people
1: I mean I came from compound, and you know just the difference in attitudes you know people willing to help each other and i mean there's there's always going to be bickering on social media you know back and forth, but most of it is good most of it is always positive and you don't sure. see that in all the other communities. Like you do the drag community. No?
2: no, 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 you don't. And and that's the thing. I mean, you know, like you say, everybody willing to help uh, back when I started shooting, nobody was willing to help. It was quiet and mm-hmm. everybody like you shoot <laughs> every, it, it, you had to be all instinctive or, or, yeah. or <laughs> traditional and all, man, I come back and there's you, there's videos on all different forms and method of YouTube's blown up with all this stuff, and the information is like information overload out there. And there's a reason why we're going to shoots and seeing guys pack two arrows. That sure wasn't how it was 20 years ago. They'd right. have a back quiver of 40 arrows in there because they were losing half mm-hmm. throughout the the 40 target course, you know, which, you know, breaking them or whatever, you know. But uh, the 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 caliber of shooter has gotten three, four times better in my opinion, and uh, it's just changed. The, the game has changed, and but one thing that remains the same is the overall, the nucleus of the traditional archery world, the people are yeah. just really good people, just really down-to-earth, working men and women that have something in common, and that's a single stick and a single string, Yeah. and I met lifelong friends because of it. Jimmy, we would have never met if it wasn't for a stick and a string, enough. you know what I mean. So, yeah, it's just been a blessing. It's been a blessing, and hopefully, if the brand takes off, which I'm trying my darnest, but you it's know, <laughs> I hope it'll be something. It'll be something that you know I can just kind of, you know, float around in until you know, yeah, in in, in retirement. You know what I mean? Because Listen, I was going to the rendezvous anyway. You know, I was going to right. I mean, it just makes sense to kind of travel around and and and, and have a business as well for me. Yeah.
1: Make some money while you're having fun. Yeah. There's yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I I definitely appreciate you coming on the show today.
2: Yeah, well, I appreciate you. I appreciate Thank you and I like everything you're doing. I I tell you what, I you said you don't don't really push your YouTube that much, but you should. You should. I know it's all about getting time to do it.
1: But that that's the hard part. It's time. I've got a oh, yeah. year old and uh, I really, you know, this podcast just started as a way for me to kind of ramble and get my thoughts out so I quit thinking about it and I could actually sleep at night. Um yeah. so uh, you know, that that's kinda where it is. The YouTube I think honestly is just more to promote the podcast and I definitely would like to do, you know, more of the gear reviews and that sort of thing, just so people sure. aren't going and buying stuff blindly. absolutely the the hard part of archery is that you go and a lot of times you don't know what you're buying because you have to buy it online in this day and age you're not going to walmart and buying a hip quiver. i mean no no so no you're not no make it easier for people
2: yeah yeah and i tell you what i mean that's that's why there's a lot of quivers and a lot of different archery equipment piled up in somebody's closet is because they thought this something would work for them, and they were looking at a picture in a catalog or online or whatever, and they they order it, and then it didn't work for them, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm guilty of that with my. I, I, who isn't?
2: <laughs> I I have that closet full of stuff, yeah. which you know, which is you know, and that's another reason why why I get out to these rendezvous. I still plan on doing it because I take my products along with me, and people can try them on, they can use them. I, the last I went to Compton the compton traditional rendezvous and i'm going to etar etar is coming up i'll definitely be at etar um carrie and i will be there and we'll have plenty of hipsters and whiskey city trad gear um but anyway uh the last at the compton shoot a guy said hey do you mind if i shoot around with one of these and i said what and he said i just i would like to shoot around i said well sure so <laughs> so, so i i gave him one of the things things we opened one up and, he came back, and he said, that's great. It ain't coming back with you. I'm just keeping it on. He he already had buttons t- on it and everything else. Wow. <laughs> and so it worked great for him. So, But, yeah, but that's that's what it's all about. You get out there, and, you know, me and you both know word of mouth travels the fastest. But yeah. I think if I'm out there amongst these uh, big trad events and stuff, you know, people can see that I'm not pushing snake oil. I've really got a pretty decent little product.
1: Definitely do. Yeah, and, man. And you to... To, to push your products. Um, it, they, they work. Like I said, they they solve the problem. And that that's all I think anybody's really looking for. So yep. Yep. definitely thank, thank you for everything you do. Uh, you know, not you. business, but with the whiskey city trad archers. And you know, it, it's it's nice to see a community of traditional archers. Even if it's not here in my home state, you know, that's gonna continue to grow and hopefully eventually push over. To my way as well. So.
2: Yeah, look us up, James. I bet if you uh, Google mapped us, we're not that far. Uh,
1: I don't think it is too far. I'm <laughs> no, I'm. Thinking. I am.
2: Uh, I'm. I'm about uh, a half hour, forty five minutes from Cincinnati, Ohio.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's so, not too far because I'm. I'm right below um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm about half an hour from Pittsburgh.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. And
1: I'm about. Uh, Probably about half an hour or so from Ohio as well. I'm right there on the corner.
2: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you uh, having me on, and you know, all this stuff helps spread the word and gets it out there, especially when you're building a brand, and that's what I'm doing, and or what I'm attempting to do. And and no, I just, I, I just appreciate the support, and uh, hopefully we all keep uh, stringing them and flinging them and aiming small and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, it's good good talking to you and uh definitely keep in touch
2: all right jimmy thank you buddy thank you
0: all right so i hope you enjoyed that conversation um you know once again the whiskey city trad gear hipster you know it, it is a product i paid for i'm in no way endorsed by whiskey city trad gear um i'm you know not paid to, rep their product whatsoever, but it it is something that I believe in, and I definitely believe in what he's doing as well. If you would like to, you can check out his products. Whiskey City Trad is on Instagram. If you search W-C-T-R-A-D, so that's W-C Trad, you can find his website and purchase products at www.wctrad.com. And also he can be found on Facebook at Whiskey City Trad Gear. Once again, that's Trad on Instagram, www.wctrad.com, and Whiskey City Trad Gear on Facebook. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, you can give me a follow on Instagram or follow the podcast. On Instagram, I can be found at TradLore underscore Archery. The podcast is just called TradLore. And as well, if you ever need anything, you can reach out to me on Instagram or you can email me at Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y, H-A-L-P-E-N-N-Y at iCloud.com. That's Jimmy Halpenny at iCloud.com. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope to put out a few more podcasts coming up. I do have the IBO Trad Worlds next week. I will. I might do a podcast before then or I might wait until after. As well, I do have a few other Interviews lined up that I think you'll enjoy, Um, but that is all I have today, so you all have a good rest of your day, evening, night, whatever it may be.